This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR. Today we're going to talk about money, uh, money as in savings. Um, staying safe could cost you more, uh, and it's costing more in the workplace. Uh, right now we have middle market renewals um, coming in. Those who are listening to this, you might be in the same boat. But there's money sitting on a table, and taking the safe route doesn't mean that you're actually doing a good job for the company or the employees for that matter. So it's kind of like when interest rates drop uh, in the area and you choose not to refinance your property to save money. Uh, Obviously, most people do. It's a big push when interest rates drop. All of a sudden, people are uh, at the doorsteps trying to save money on the interest rate. It's the same thing in the workplace, but um, we have middle management, HR, and then some CFOs that just turn a blind eye and, and, and just think it's safe to just keep going, and I'll get into that. Uh, it's the same thing when we shop products, you know, like if you looked at uh, Amazon versus Menards versus Costco, like where's your best price and why would you pay more because it's convenient and it's maybe safe for you. Like uh, you don't have to deal with customers. You don't have to deal with cashiers. You just hit click, go, boom, it's at your door and they made it easy. doesn't mean that you're paying a good cost. Same thing with prescription drugs. We talk about this on other podcasts. Um, you know, the the pharmacy that's on every single street corner may not be the best price point. And it's convenient, but uh, it may not be the best for your situation, but it's it makes it easy for you to do it. Uh, it's the same thing as safe by not making a move. So what is middle market? The definition varies. Um, in some cases, uh, people will look at middle market going as low as 25 employees. Some will look at it as 50 employees. It just really depends, but a lot of companies, even between 25 and 100, should be looking at this. But between 100 and 1,000 employees, your renewals are going on right now. And so you should be reviewing it. And this renewal does not have anything to do with open enrollments. This is the, the I always say, the, the runway for us to have a better year next year. And so we have, you know, the next uh, 60 days or so to wrap things up so you can have a good open enrollment in the fall and then get employees uh, their plan information. So right now is the time to review. So if you're listening to this and you're procrastinating or you think you're just gonna renew because it's safe um, just to stay with the same company, this is the reason to make the call and get things done, whether it's to me or your current broker. But the advantage of the fully insured market, which is where most middle market companies are at, they're, they, it's safe to go with the big blue, the big green, the big whatever, um, you know, these big companies branded, they got billboards, you know, it's, it's hard to um, get the board of uh, executive board to go against you by picking a big brand name, right? And so it, it makes it simple. It's safe. Um, you're less likely to get fired in, in, in your mind saying, hey, yeah, let's stick with this. We'll just make some adjustments. Our broker went back and renegotiated the increase a little bit, lowered it by a couple points. He earned his money for this year, which is also a, a load of garbage, but there's less moving parts. And so just like everything else, when you have more freedom, more choices, you have more control. Um, but uh, when the insurance companies take it away, it becomes safer. You're like, well, I just get this nice little letter. It says I got an increase, but that's it. You're like, there's no justifications. What if you're the healthy, healthiest company the insurance company has in the entire county or state that you're in? 
And you would never know because it's safe, right? Because they make it easy. It may cost more, but it's safe, right? And and people, I mean, this is a real thing. People don't make the move away from traditional health insurance companies with big names because in fear of losing their job. I mean, that is huge. And then how do you explain to the board that we're doing something different uh, to try to save a few bucks, right? That few bucks adds up, though. We're also talking about predictable renewals. Every year you dread that renewal, right? Because you don't have control of it. You don't know where the outcomes are going to be. What if you were able to lay out a plan for the next five years and you could already anticipate what the increases are going to be from a benchmarking perspective where you have data and you could readjust those predictions based on current data at the time throughout the year. And so so we, we, we could put a prediction of five years from now, but... This year, this month, we can actually make a prediction of what's going to happen at the end of the year. And then um, we can make adjustments for the five-year outlook um, as we move along because we have data. It's definitely eye-opening in a lot of ways. We recently did a webinar on LinkedIn about predictable renewals. Go ahead to uh, LinkedIn. Um, the recording is still there. And so um, you'll be able to rewatch it. What is the biggest thing that is needed in a company to predict those um, multi-year outlooks, right? The biggest thing is data. And the one thing you don't get from fully insured, big branded company, uh, unless you're somehow self-insured with the administration through the one of the bigger companies, you, you don't have transparency of cost. Uh, but even when they're the third-party administrator, um, there's inflated costs going on and there's just more trust that's involved based on a logo versus actual service and claim paying. If you look at any uh, anything else in your business, office supplies, you, you get data, right? How much we spend on paper? How much we spend on ink? How much did we spend on pens? How much we spend on this or that? Like you have control of what you could readjust your budget on, right? That's it. You get a invoice every month for those who are being insured on a health plan. You have no control other than the number of employees. That's it. There's no uh, levers to pull, uh, nothing. Um, when you work at look at vendors to operate your business, not only just from an um, operation standpoint, but actually a product standpoint, um, maybe it's uh, how you build your product and the vendors that you're actually using, the supplies and the materials that go into it. Uh, the distribution and the marketing channels that you would actually use. And so those are all cost analysis that somebody in the company is going to go through. It's all based on data. And the data um, is not being supported in your current health plan. And therefore, how can you really make decisions on that? Listen up. Butch wants to give you your own elite benefits playbook. And it's absolutely free. From business strategy to benefits strategy. Every step from the start through implementation, account setup, and open enrollment. Working through service requests and the process of renewals. A valuable look at your company, your insurance options, and how to make the process easier on you. Go now to EliteBenefits.net slash playbook and get your free Elite Benefits playbook. Or give Butch a call today, 708-535-3006. And since you don't get any data, the only thing you get every year from the insurance company, I always call it the love letter, right? It says, we are sorry, we have to increase your costs. The costs and services and um, providers in the area have gone up. And so therefore, we have to give you a 10%, 20%, 30%, whatever the increase is. But that's the only justification you have is just this love letter that says, we are sorry, but we have to stick it to you. Um, 
there's no other justification. You, you don't know where the claims were going. You don't know how your company fared, uh, what the actual, what you paid in premiums, what was paid out. You don't have any of that. You know, a lot of cases, especially middle market, broker goes back, renegotiates, and they, they, they save their job by saying, hey, instead of getting a 10%, we're at an 8% or 6%, right? The, which I think is just an industry joke of the broker kind of like playing good cop, bad cop, right? And so why do we even have to do this, right? Um, there's no data to go by, um, and that's why even insurance companies wing it too. And sure, the broker go back and ask for a discount, but... But you have nothing to go by. You, can, you don't have any leverage or control. It's definitely about controlling more of the costs. So this week, uh, and uh, we had a uh, podcast recording with a, a fractional CFO. He does a lot of things with uh, startup companies, but not mainstream startup. He does a lot of startups with venture capitalists and uh, help them grow. Um, and get their products to market or move it to a different level. He's got a lot of intellectual knowledge when it comes to that. And uh, I think you guys will enjoy that podcast as well. And all of a sudden, you know, we, we, during that kind of discussion, just uh, we weren't recording during um, this portion of it, but healthcare came up. So we just talked about certain things that were related to healthcare in the workplace. And I actually threw, did a screen share and um, showed him a claims report the information was redacted and there was an information that he wouldn't know um, who the client is or anything, but we showed claims data on uh, a case study. Um, when I was showing to him, it actually showed you know, categories of where the claims are, money is being spent and how much money was actually received by the insurance company and how they handled it. Some went to the stop loss carrier that was admin fees. And this was just a monthly snapshot, right? And so his eyes just lit up. And so I walked him through it. You know, it showed all the payouts, even the most common prescription drugs. It does not go down to employee level. We have no idea who's making these claims, but it breaks it down by category, whether it's an ER visit, physician visit, inpatient, outpatient, hospital stays, where the most hospitals that they were going to um, as far as the employee goes, um, employee base goes. And so what are the most common prescription drugs? And this is all data that you can combat. If, if it looks like there's a whole bunch of employees that are taking a certain prescription drug, you might be able to create an incentive to c control that cost, not only for you, but also your employees. If you realize that most of your employees are going to one facility, let's say you're big enough and there's only one main hospital in the area, you might be able to work with your broker and consultant um, and try to negotiate a better contract uh, so with that facility. So that way, if anybody's going to that uh, facility or hospital system that they get a little bit better pricing. Um, it may not always work, but we've done it with other contracts. And so it is possible. So you're saving money and maybe providing employees incentive to actually uh, go there. So uh, some of the contracts we have built, we had either lowered and eliminated their out-of-pocket expenses if they go to these facilities. Um, and they have ratings, right? Good ratings, right? In fact, there's most most of the time they have better ratings than the ones that you feel like you they have fancy billboards and banners hanging off the hospital system. So he like it wasn't even his client, and he felt empowered and that he can make decisions on this. And he was asking more detailed questions on, on like what's in there and how it could be used and a um, whole bunch of stuff. Because the reality is if all of a sudden you see the claims report and there's a $500,000 claim that's being paid out, uh, you don't know who it is um, but uh, or all the details or what it is. You just know there's a payout to a hospital system for 500 grand. And I'm making that up. 
you could at least say, holy smokes, this is what I'm buying insurance for. And if it comes back with a 15% increase, you could at least do a cost analysis, how much was paid out versus the premiums being paid in. And you could figure out, okay, now I know where I stand. Now I understand why it's 15%. But at the same time, you could use it the other way, like um, the broker, the example I gave for negotiations. Well, you have data now. You can go back and say, hey, if we make some changes on this, can we lower our premiums for next year? I mean, obviously, there's some trade-offs, but it's where business comes in, right? You do this with all your other vendors, but um, it may not always work, but you might be able to switch pharmacy um, benefit managers, you might be able to switch uh, even third-party administrators. Uh, the list goes on. You have control of moving these things around. And the one comment that he made was, uh, and I'm, I'm almost quoting verbatim, he said, I'm telling you, Butch, most controllers have never seen this document. And so what does that tell you uh, for those who are listening to this podcast and people that you know? Um, it's sad that CFOs uh, are not doing a good job. HR is just trying to band-aid the whole thing and, and please the people by having, um, I always say, a logo that makes people warm and fuzzy in their wallet. So, but the flip side of that is if your employer found out, and this is, go, this is directly at the CFOs, the HR, or even you as the owner or board of directors, if you found out that there was a way to save money and, and you had people in your organization holding back because you, it was safe or comfortable, and that savings can even add up to a million dollars annually, and some of these middle markets could save that much, it could be a couple million, right? But a lot of the regular sized companies out there in middle market, you're probably going to save a couple hundred thousand dollars. And would somebody's job be at stake if you knew that somebody was holding the company ransom of this uh, opportunity to save money and move the company in a different direction? I would think so. So the safe um, could really cost you your job. 